Hello and welcome to Warriors Weekly, the official Glasgow Warriors Club podcast. You can find us everywhere. We're on Apple Podcasts, Acast, and please do subscribe and leave us a five-star review. My name is Jack Reed. I'm joined by Adam Ash, and we are in the Clyde One studios this week. We are. I bet this sounds so high quality right Listen now. Listen to how good this sounds. Oh, nice and crisp. I can, we're sitting here, we've got our headphones on, we can hear each other. It's absolutely brilliant ultimate professionals right now well it was amazing of them to invite us down we've had a few issues with sound quality early doors we're still new to it but you can't get any better than this can you actually look at this this is top notch we're sitting here the studio was lit up we've got the red lights that show that the we're on air and we're, we're recording there are so many buttons that I am not going to press. I haven't got a clue. Yeah, just this, the record and stop one. That's all. Yeah, that's all I need. Well, right. they've actually made some little jingles for us. Let me play some of these. This is the Glasgow Warriors official podcast. How, how good is, is nice. that? How good is it? There's a few of them. We'll play them. We'll play them throughout the show. Um, Ashley, I want to speak about the weekend first of all. A meat pie. You must be delighted with your own performance. We'll talk about the team later, but you personally, oh. try scoring machine. No, nah, it was uh, it was a try of mine, but um, yeah, I guess I just got the, on the end of a, a maul that was uh, well worked by the forwards. Um, I think Fraz Brown was a bit angry that I snatched the ball off him a few meters from the line. To, you were, you... Well, he was. We were maybe five meters out from the line, and. This is how it was from my eyes, okay? <laughs> well, you just stole the ball, I think. Oh, no, no, we're five metres out from the line and, you know, I join on... Well, I got sacked because I was at the front of the mall, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I then rejoined from the back of the mall and there were no clear signs that we were moving forward at this point. So I join on from the back, take the ball off Raz. Well, I ask him for the ball, he gives me the ball and then we start moving forward at a rate of knots and I dive over the line and score. So it really is as simple as that. From Fraz's point of view, I think he's a bit annoyed that I snatched the ball <laughs> off him. He'll probably tell you that, that we were already moving forward and I took it off him uh, half well, a foot before the line. Do you have to give the ball in that situation? Does, could, is he within his rights to be like, nah, mate, this is this is mine? Well, if there's someone joining on at the back, you've got to give it off there. But um, yeah, I mean, I was putting a good bit of weight from behind there. I'd like to say I think um, that added a lot to, to that try being created. So... That's my point of view there, but uh, Fraz has got something different. But nah, all in all, good try from the forwards. Um, well worked, and uh, yeah, I think towards the end of the game we showed a lot of resilience and toughness to really to get the win there. Uh, no perfect performance by all means, but um, we showed some good character, and I think in some ways we were probably quite lucky to get the win, but we'll take it. Is that pleasing from your point of view? There's been a lot said about the forward pack in general kind of a bit of lacking a bit of weight a bit of grunt so is it really pleasing first game of the season to show that and actually dominate as much as you did yeah I think so I think one of the aspects coming out of the game in the weekend was our mall and probably scrum as well mm-hmm. so I think you know it's an area that we've been working on hard over the, the pre-season period and I think coming out of last season it's probably a, an area of weakness for us and I know it's been spoken about a lot in the media so um you know, obviously a, a bit of a disappointing performance against Northampton the week before, but fantastic to to kick the season off that way as a forward pack and to to go out there and be pretty dominant um, in in the set piece and also the mall. So it's fantastic stuff, and and I think the forwards are pretty pleased with it, and we're looking to you know I guess continue with it and and keep nailing that detail because I guess it shows that when we nail it, we can we can do some good stuff out there. I knew you were going to score a try. I told you earlier in the day, didn't I? Well, we did. Let's talk about this. So <laughs> I, I came into the team room at what nine in the morning, and you were sitting there on your laptop. Said, "What are you doing over there?" And then you pull. You, you had a picture of me in the screen. Well, um, I, we've got, we've got a new try scoring graphic system where yeah. it produces graphics live. Everything 
Every time there's a, there wasn't actually a drop goal one. We didn't even think, we didn't even think, we haven't scored a drop goal in so young that we didn't, we didn't produce one. But there's, if you score a penalty, a conversion, it generates this graphic view. So I was playing around trying to get used to it. And you walked in, I was like, right, let's see if Ashley's works. And you walked in and you came over and I was like, mate, I want to be using this today. And you said, you were like, you will be. I said, be. you will be. <laughs> nah, what a coincidence. Nah, that's cool. That's uh, it's pretty funny that it worked out that way. But Were uh, you able to, were you able to watch that last penalty sh- shot because in the stands I wasn't I had my I was facing the posts so I didn't see the ball being kicked off the tee uh, I heard the noise of the crowd just a bit of a groan it. rather than a cheer and then it was actually flying it looked like it was going to go in and sort of last minute it sort of hooked round and just went outside the left hand side of the post and uh, yeah a bit of a sigh of relief mm-hmm. to say the least um, man it's tough it's not good for the for the heart, that, that the, kind of thing at the end of a game, um, but we were we were we were fortunate. It went our way in the end. Um, it's the referee came and spoke to you though, didn't he? Because it was Nick Grigg who gave away the penalty, but he he kind of popped his head in and said, "Actually, on reflection, what what? Well, you were there. What what, what yeah. was said?" Well, to me, I was kind of at the other side of the field, so I didn't see too much of it there actually live. But from uh, obviously, what happened was uh, we'd made the tackle. Nick had got back up and competed for the ball. Um, the ref had said he hadn't released, but mm-hmm. from obviously in hindsight, the ref had re- realised that he'd made the wrong call. And and when looking back in the video, we had seen that Nick had obviously made a, a clear release and had made a fantastic attempt at winning the ball back, and it probably should have been our penalty. So, you know, maybe a bit of karma that the kick never went over, and mm-hmm. it was actually um, a great effort for him. But yeah, I mean, the refs are never going to get these calls. Perfect all the time. They're only human. So as a player, you like the fact that he came in and he yeah, held his I hands think up and I up. think that's brilliant of him. You know, I think it's a it's a really honest call and it's not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, imagine that kick had went over and he had to come in here and do yeah, that. Yeah, it wouldn't tough. have been uh, easy at all. So, um, fair play to him. I think it's uh, yeah, he's he's probably done the right thing and come in and said sorry about it. And then Hoggy de- definitely didn't carry the ball back over the line, did he? That was fine. Mm, wow, well, God. I don't think anyone actually noticed it on the pitch at the time. Uh, he didn't certainly did he notice not? it. Um, and I never noticed it either. I was kind of watching him running around he, he and took I had it my back eye on the th- clock. And he was looking at the clock and then he kind of realised, actually, I don't have as much time as I've got yeah. as I thought I did. So I remember he caught the ball and there was about 10 seconds on the clock and then mm-hmm. he started jogging back and forth and I was keeping my eye on the clock as he was doing it and we got to about 54 Mm-hmm. And and then I think he realised right. Actually, I'm getting caught here. I'm getting caught here. Um, and he had to do something about it. And obviously went behind the goal line and so a bit of luck, <laughs> bit of luck all round. <laughs> it was a crazy end to a game. Uh, certainly looking back in hindsight, when we look at the rules, there was a uh, you know mm-hmm. a, a few funny incidents. But yeah, I mean, it went our way in the end, so we can't uh, complain. I'm pleased with it in the end. And what was what was the mood like afterwards? Was, everyone, was it just relief, or were, were the boys delighted with that performance? I think a bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Connacht is never an easy place to go and win. Fans are loud, aren't they? There's <sighs> not. There was, I think, five and a half thousand people there, and there's still the track like us, but it's it, they're noisy. They are noisy, and we've seen uh, Hastel coming off after his yellow card. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what you could call it. Maybe playing up to the fans a little bit mm-hmm. when he was getting booed off. Um, mm-hmm. That's hasty for you. That, that's, stuck into him. That's stinger for you. <laughs> uh, but I find stinger behaviour. Um, what were we talking about? Sorry, I forgot. Um, I'm just talking about the crowd there. Uh, the crowd. The, the crowd are are noisy. I mean, I don't think. I don't know what the numbers are that they get there, but they make it's about five and a half. Racket, there. Five and a half thousand. They make an absolute racket. A tough place to go and play. Um, 
always, I always find Connacht a right stuffy team, like hard to play against, big like physical men, and mm-hmm. um, and and they were on the weekend. They made it extremely difficult for us, um, you know. And alongside, I guess our discipline wasn't great, which um, kind of put us on the back foot at times. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just great to to go and get the win there, and I think there was a bit of relief and. Yeah, you just want to get off to a good start. I think first game of the season, you want to you want to make sure you can get off to a good start and get a win. And and obviously it was it was very close in the weekend. So I know that um, I guess that one's out the road and, and we move on and you know Munster this week. So it's uh, it's going to be another massive challenge. And I think we're probably going to have to step things up. I want to speak about Munster, but ne- I just want to play another one of these jingles that we've had Clyde one that that, that they've made. Phenomenal. For us. This is my favourite one. Jack and Ash with the weekly Glasgow Warriors podcast. This is it, mate. You need to just hang up your boots. This is us full time. I know, we're going, man. We're going global. We should have made it Jack and Ashy. Jack and because Ashy. that's my yeah. Nobody really calls me Ash. The Ash um, Cloud. Someone does call me Ash. Who is it? Oh no! This is what it is. Greg Peterson thinks that A S H E. Spells Ashy. Right, okay. So he actually gets it wrong. Um, oh, right, okay. But yeah, it should have been Ashy. Mate, these jingles are amazing. Let's go on to let's go on to Munster in this weekend. My first season at the club, we lost them four times and it was so the relief that I felt when we beat them at home. And Dave said we had a supporters evening last night and Dave said that that home performance against Munster was the most complete performance of the season from us. Uh, do you feel the same and what are you expecting and why is it is it just contrasting styles between us and them? Why is it always such a such a dogfight? Yeah, I think Munster are an extremely physical team. They want to kick you the ball a lot and they just want to smash the hell out of you pretty much. Um, I remember that game last year. I played the first 60 minutes of the game, but it was a game where I think we, we really came flying out the blocks mm-hmm. early on. Um, we're extremely physical from the start of the game. And, and amongst that managed to score some fantastic tries uh, and I think it's probably fair to say we probably caught Munster off guard um, so you know here's hoping we can we can go out there again this weekend and, and start off the game at that intensity and really take it to them because you know the one thing Munster love to do is try and beat the hell out of their opposition and I think you know in order to, to win and, and be successful against them you have to do that back but you also have to be extremely accurate in, in the way you want to play the game. It's going to be important. The latest from Scotston, the weekly Glasgow Warriors podcast. These are class. These yes. are class. We need these every week. I know. We're not at Scotston today. We're recording at the Clyde One studios. They very kindly invited us down, but we are back at home. We're back at Scotston on Friday. Ashy, what is a game day for you starting from the minute you wake up what so usually we play on a Friday night we mm-hmm. love playing on a Friday night Scotsons bouncing on a Friday night so what is first thing on a Friday morning does your alarm go off do you get a lie in talk, talk us through your day I'll usually sleep in as long as I can um, you know probably till about 8 or 9 in the morning mm-hmm. um, I'll get up I'll make some food um, normally on a game day it would be like porridge and some, probably a couple of bits of toast as well, depending on how hungry I am, and a couple of eggs. Um, I'll then sort of chill. I, I don't have a set plan for what I do. Um, I've got a set plan for when I eat, and not what I eat, but just when I eat it. Um, 
I might go out and have a coffee. I might meet a few boys. So you get some downtime. Aye, you know, I guess the morning and uh, usually about lunchtime, midday, we'll meet up and we'll have a little kind of uh, line out walkthrough for the forwards. Uh, we'll play a couple of little fun games like Hums loves getting the tennis racket out and mm-hmm. whacking balls at us and we have a competition to see um, who can stay in the longest without dropping one. Um, and we'll have a little meeting and then we'll have lunch together normally at the village hotel. And then it's back home normally for a couple hours. I know some guys like to have a little sleep during that uh, period. Um, you know, I'm not much of a sleeper during the day, so I'll tend to maybe just chill out, read a book, watch a video or something like that. When, um, you're, when you're meeting up with boys for a coffee, for example, are you talking about the game or are you talking about anything but the game? Sometimes talking about the game. Um, what we usually do in away games is we'll have, um, usually when we go to the airport or... Um, the day of the game normally before the day of the game actually we'll meet up in our kind of little units so it'll be like the back row players mm-hmm. uh, second rowers uh, half backs will meet up and we'll just kind of talk through the, the points that we've talked about and emphasised during the week going into the game just so that everybody's got that last minute clarity and we're clear in our minds about what it is we want to go out and do um, that that doesn't tend to happen on the day of the game it's usually the day before so what you see is after training um, sort of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, even a Thursday, guys normally go and have these little meetings at some mm-hmm. point during the week. But again, it's normally after the team team's been selected, so it's not normally until a Wednesday or a Thursday. But they're um, vital uh, meetings to have, I think, just to just to clear up and get really clear on what is it each unit wants to, to go out and do and, and, and succeed in, in the game, I guess. And then back to home game day, you've had your lunch, what time are you heading to Scotland? Um... Usually I'll head out to Scotston, leave about five, I live in town and the traffic's normally brutal on a Friday, yeah, so yeah. it'll take me about 45, 50 minutes sometimes to get out to Scotston. Uh, I'm usually one of the first there, um, I'll stick my phone on in the changing room, get the beats pumping. Um, Can I just say, when I got in the car to come here, Ashy was listening, what were you, <laughs> no, <laughs> right. Listen, what were so, you listening to? There, there's a reason that this came on and... <laughs> This is it. It's because I was I was actually watching a YouTube video before you got in the car and it had just finished. And what had happened is that it went back onto my iTunes on my phone and it it obviously just played whatever was at the top of my playlist. Which was? And it was James Haskell's Back Row Beats. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, to be fair, me just, and Big Hask have been in uh, contact You know, a couple of years ago. We were going to do uh, be looking at doing a little gig because Hask's into his DJ and, and, and I'm as well. Well, not so much anymore, but you know, every now and then I'll get the, the decks out in the house and just, you know, I'll feel it up. But, Mate, if this goes well, you'll be on Clyde. <clears> well, I know. You know I was going to ask you know, when we were coming in there if I could uh, maybe come on one Friday night and, you know, mix it up for an hour, uh, spit a few yarns in the mic and, you know, who knows, might be touring Ibiza with George Bowie next <laughs> summer. Who knows? But hey, you know, it's just something that I like doing. And then let's get let's get back to the game day. Yeah. And then are you just kind of straight into the warm up, and then it's pretty routine from there. Yeah. Um, I I tend to listen to music before games, so. Um, you got a set playlist or? Nah, just whatever I'm fancying. Mm-hmm. Um, so we usually meet up around about an hour and fifteen minutes before the game. We'll have a little meeting in the changing room. Um, before that sort of 15 minutes leading up to it I'll just chill out listen to music talk to a few teammates um, then when getting changed I'll stick the headphones back on um, and then head out onto the field usually about 35 minutes before kickoff 
we do our sort of individual warm-ups and then we come together. I think it's about 20 minutes before the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then team warm-up from there on. So uh, everyone has little different routines. I wouldn't say I'm too set on anything. I like to keep quite a lot of flexibility um, is it in true? my approach to things. Is it true that Fuzzy is sick before every game? Um, he normally is, but he hasn't been the last... just a nerves I don't think thing? He, he just been the get, last couple gets his nerves out? I don't know. I think he just gets extremely uncomfortable where he's like... <laughs> Anxious or something like that, and mm-hmm. is there anything else like that? Has anyone else got something like before you? Are you? What I want to know is when you wake up, are you nervous? You'll 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 feel it well, before you run out. But do you I get feel- this strange feeling on game day, and it's hard to explain what it is. It's um, it's almost like the sweats, really, but, but not like the fear. It's not. It's not. It's not like the fear either. It's more like just a. After you, a sweaty <laughs> feeling. Um, like I'll, I'll, my armpits will be sweating. My hands are usually quite clammy for the whole day. Um, it's weird that the minute I normally wake up, within about five minutes of being awake or a few minutes, this feeling is there. Really, and it's there pretty much every single time, without doubt. So for people um, like me who aren't professional rugby players, that's that's the fear, and that's after a night out, and you've you well, realise you've texted your ex. Well, I don't know that. No, no, I don't know if it is that. <laughs> I know that I've had that feeling as well, but <laughs> I know it's not that. The fear is more, um, it's more of a thinking, you know, like right, okay. it's, it's more of a, this, this is not that, this is more of like a, it's like a feeling in my stomach, mm-hmm. like it's a kind of, like right in your gut, it's almost like a, it's almost like a butterfly type feeling, yeah. but what comes with it is a kind of like sweaty, sweaty yeah, and I know a few trips to the toilet that day as well, like <laughs> quite often, uh, yeah, I'll leave that another time. Yeah, there's, um. Also post game, so I live I live just down the road in Hindred and I walk home and a couple of times boys have pulled over and we've gone for a little McDonald's trip after the game. I haven't earned it, but, <laughs> but <laughs> I just tag along. Is that something you do if you win? Do you do you treat yourself to some junk food? Um, sometimes I do. Um, usually, if it's a Friday night kickoff, there has been the occasional time where I've uh, drove down the expressway and then. You know the Mc is it is the, are you talking about the McDonald's that's at the um In Finiston? Nah, I'm Finiston, talking about no. the, So no. I've been at that one a couple of times, but I mean I, I'm not in too much of a habit of it. I'm usually just like getting home because it's like eleven o'clock by the you time I finish. Get home, um see the missus or she'll be in the car with me, we'll just get home and you know, it's usually get to sleep ASAP because they're knackered. But um Straussy once picked me up. There's a couple of seasons ago, Straussy picked me up and he's like Mate, do you want to go to McDonald's? I was like, yeah, let's go to McDonald's. Is this on the way to the game? <laughs> <laughs> so he, um, so we pulled into the drive-through, and he he ordered. He was like, "Can I get two chicken burgers, two beef burgers, two fries, um, two drinks?" And I was like, "Oh, I wonder what I wonder what he's picked for me." And then he turns to me, he's like, "What do you want, mate?" <laughs> I'm not even joking. The boy took away four burgers post game. It it's insane. It's crazy. I was speaking to a couple of the big boys about this because. I mean, I've been known to sometimes go to McDonald's and, and order, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know what's it. I'd usually get like five cheeseburgers or five mayo chicken burgers and I'd put that away. But I was asking Xander and Big Darcy just out of curiosity. And uh, Darcy told me that he goes for three Big Macs, um, two cheeseburgers, two double cheeseburgers, um, a McFlurry. Uh, and he says sometimes a milkshake. And is this after a game, or that's just a generic <laughs> that's, order? That's I don't think he goes that after is, every that, game, but he'll go insane. occasionally and just eat the house down. Um, Big Xander was something similar. Um, 
I think he actually said one time that he had two large Domino's pizzas to himself, which is uh, impressive. Uh, impressive. Someone was telling me there was like. He's, he's told me before that he thinks, Xander thinks he can see away two trays of Krispy Kreme donuts. Aye, I reckon he could. I, I, I think nah, he. Nah, man. How many? Well, how many is in a tray? It's 12. Yeah, you 12. can't see off 24 donuts. That's nah, nah. If I, maybe in a day, but not in one sitting. Uh, I've done eight in one sitting, and I was I felt horrible for hours. Mm hmm. Um, but Xander can eat like Xander, yeah. the, the Fagersons can eat <laughs> well John Manson the team manager he's kind of in charge of everything behind the scenes and he told me once the day he picked up Briz from the airport and it was so Briz had literally first day in Glasgow and obviously he walks off the plane he's like look at the size of him What's... and he's <laughs> and it was late and he, he was taken him to a hotel and he's just like big man do you want to get do you want to get some food like what just anything just and McDonald's was the only place that was open. So Pump took him to McDonald's and Briz's order came to 27 quid. Seriously, it wasn't the whole bag. <laughs> nah, just 27. Nothing like first impressions. Every burger's a pound. 27 quid. <laughs> Briz is actually, Briz loves KFC. Is that as well? He loves these big boneless boxes, whatever you call them. I think he put away a couple of those and uh, a couple of litres of Pepsi as well. He's, he's a big, big eater, Briz. Well, we mentioned earlier that um, there was a supporters event at Scotston last night. All the season ticket holders, well, there's about 300 of them showed up. It was an amazing turnout. And um, all of the new signings were there. Uh, Managing director Nathan Bombry spoke. So did so did Dave. And here's what they had to say, a little bit of what they had to say from last night. Hi, good evening. Uh, welcome, everyone. Great to see this room so full again. Here we are. Really looking forward to the season ahead. We've got, you know, we kick things off here at Scotston uh, this weekend against Munster. Uh, we've got a fabulous uh, Heineken Champions Cup draw. Uh, Leon, uh, top 14 semi-finalists are coming. Uh, Cardiff, who won the uh, Challenge Cup last year, we know very well. Uh, and then Saracens, a chance for... Uh, you know, chance to get one back, isn't it? So um, it's great to welcome them, the English Premiership champs too. So, and then we finished the season with a, with our 14th home game this year uh, against Edinburgh, and, and quite rightly, that's here at Scotston. So, um, we had this idea a couple of years ago to bring, to get the Pro 14 or Pro 12 final uh, away from Ireland uh, the year after we won it. <laughs> We won it in Dublin, or in Belfast, rather, and uh, we were responsible for, for getting it over here to Scotland at, at BT Murrayfield uh, that year. It didn't quite go to plan. Um, there was supposed to be a different team in the final, and but this uh, this for about a year ago we hatched up a plan to to try again and get the get the final over here to Glasgow, and we managed to do that. And uh, the league league bought into the the vision, so we've got a great carrot. Uh, to dangle in front of the players this year of, of, a, of a Glasgow final uh, at Celtic Park. So uh, really exciting and I think it's a great reward for the city for all the support that they put into us here at Scotston as well. And I'm sure it'll be a fantastic occasion. So I hope you get out and, and support that, uh, that event regardless of who's in the final. I hope it's Glasgow. Um, <laughs> a couple other things. Uh, what, not just the support we get here, but we have I commonly say this uh, regularly, I think we have the absolute best traveling support uh, in the Guinness Pro 14. Even at the weekend, first game of the season, uh, usually a wet, wild, and windy Galway, and there were at least 100 supporters there at, uh, at the dog track uh, to support the team, and it was just fantastic. So I wanna say, 
you know, that support goes notice, doesn't go unnoticed. The players do appreciate it. Uh, and thank you very much for that. You didn't come to listen to me, though. You came to talk about the season ahead in the rugby. And I know that. So we've got some, first I'd like to say, we've got a great uh, participation from the players tonight. Uh, not just the, guy, the, the guys who are new to the club, but some of our senior pros are here as well to support. Um, I'd like to ask you to give them a round of applause as they say congratulations on the win, win, the win at the weekend, fellas. Now, if there's one person to look back at last season and forward to the next, it's the gaffer. Please welcome Dave Rennie. Dave, I'm going to put you under pressure straight away. The, the finals at Celtic Park. Are we going to be there? No, look, Jack, we're, um, we're really excited about the prospect of it being at home and in front of a massive crowd and we're determined to be there. So we've had a great uh, couple of months of off-season. Uh, we're, we're focused on some of the areas that we think we just went um, sharp enough last year. And, um, yeah, as we know, it's just not how you start, it's how you finish the comp that's crucial. And, um, so we, uh, we were far from perfect on the weekend, but uh, what we showed was a lot of character. Uh, down by nine, uh, with 14 on the field, and uh, you know, about 20 minutes left to play. So uh, really happy with the character of the men, and uh, we'll build on it. And talk about that final minute away in Connacht, what were you, what was going through your mind? <laughs> um, it, was, it was probably the final few minutes, because Obviously, uh, we had a line-out, we just had to win a line-out, drive, and probably walk over the sideline, and it's all over, and we lost it. They had a drop goal, and when Hoggy got the ball, uh, there was six seconds left on the clock, and he carries it back into the in-goal area. <laughs> <laughs> and we thought he was gonna just sort of run around the in-goal area, waste some time, and then kick it out, and he ends up putting it down with about uh, three seconds left on the clock. And fortunately, the referee didn't realise you'd taken it back. Um, I mean, from a dropout point of view, we talked about the fact that we could just sort of uh, maybe dribble it over the sideline or, or just try and keep it, so tap it to ourselves and flick it back between our legs and then kick it out so we don't have to defend. Um, but we, we kicked long and, and then we had to go through a few more phases. So, you know, we learned a bit from it. Um, Nick Greg, uh, was he would have been mortified because uh, it was a poor decision from the referee. I'm not, I'm not bagging the referee. It's not always easy, but that's about as obvious as you've ever seen. Made a tackle, got to his feet, got on the ball well before any other player arrived. Um, and the referee penalised him, then apologised afterwards. He saw the replay on the, on the field, told Nick that he got it wrong, which, um, yeah, which was, uh, was good of him. It wouldn't have been, uh, wouldn't have mattered much if the kick had gone over. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, so we, we're happy to get away with a win, but we shouldn't have put ourselves in that position. Much this weekend, is that a completely different prospect to Connacht? Are they similar teams, these big Irish sides, and what are you expecting? Uh, no, they're different. They're completely different, really. Um, I know the people in the room here would have watched Munster play. Actually, no, you wouldn't have watched Munster play a lot of footy. They, uh, <laughs> they, um, they mastered the the, uh, the kick chase game. Um, I think they'll play less coming here. They'll, they'll probably play a little bit more at home. But uh, what we know is that they'll kick a lot from nine, and if we can deal with that, and uh, we're going to get a lot of ball kicked to us. Um, but if they get you down and you're in the field, uh, it's pretty hard to get the ball back off them. So. I got a really good pack, a lot of explosive Lucy's. 
Um, so, you know, it's going to be tough. They had, they had a pretty good performance first up over the Cheetahs and, and, you know, didn't concede any points at all. So it's, it's an impressive defensive display. And um, what we know is we played them here round four last year, probably our most clinical performance, and it was based around uh, physicality. So we know we're going to need that um, to, to have a chance in the weekend. If we do that, we've got a, enough skill on the field to hurt them um, if we can get the, you know, quick enough ball. You've named co-captains this season, Ryan Wilson and Callum Gibbons. Was that simply because they're inseparable? <laughs> um, yeah, Mr and Mrs Gibbons. <laughs> so, uh, which one's which? <laughs> well, it's not Mr and Mrs Wilson, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Um, Ryan was captain last year. Uh, he spends a fair bit of time away from the environment, um, obviously with his Scottish commitments and um, with uh, we've got a dozen boys in the team who can only play uh, four or five games um, in a row, and you've got to rest them. So, um, so he missed a fair few games and then a few injuries on top of that. So, Cully captained the team a lot last year, and um, you know they um, they're both good mates. They're very aligned and. Even when Ryan was captain, he'd often talk to Kelly about a lot of things and take his advice. So uh, they're quite different, you know. Ryan, uh, he's a bit, he's a bit of a rat bag. <laughs> you know, he, uh, he he'll he'll get offside with referees, and Kelly's very calm, and manages uh, key people really well, and and so they're, they're quite a good um, blend, really. So um, yeah, that's been working really well. We Ryan wanted to go and do the toss. Um, before the game and leave the team out and that sort of thing and then uh, we realised that referee Simbin the last time he had us so uh, we sent Cully to do the toss and, uh, he subsequently lost it anyway so uh, but um, yeah oh, look, they'll, they'll work well together and, and obviously when Ryan's away then Cully will do the job on his own and we've got a lot of really good leaders in behind that group and we put a massive emphasis around it so Quite a big leadership group, obviously Kelly and Ryan are in there, but we've got uh, you know, Peter Horn and um, Stuart Hogg, uh, DTH is in there, Johnny Gray, uh, Fraser Brown, and I've left one out, um, <laughs> oh, and Adam Hastings. <laughs> so um, yeah, and then behind that we've got a lot of other experienced guys who drive other parts um, of the organisation around our attack, our defence, our counter-attack, and we've also got a social community. <coughs> headed by um, Chris Fasara and, and Rob Harley, so, so uh, they've all got jobs to do. Hello. Uh, one commentator today said that qualifying so early led to a lack of momentum. Would you accept that and how will you deal with that when we qualify equally early next year? <laughs> Actually, I don't think that was going to be the way you were going to finish that question. <laughs> um, yeah, we're not sure. Look, we we did a lot of things eight weeks out. Um, so from a management point of view, we, we knew we were going to qualify. I think we needed to win one more game to qualify top. And we had a big meeting and it was pretty much, the talk was about how do we want it from here. And what we wanted to make sure from a management perspective is that we didn't overload the players with you know, maybe overtraining them, 
because it's getting to the big part of the season and or overworking them or taking the fun out of a lot of the stuff that we're doing um, because it's now the sharp end um, and the important part of the season. So, um, and, and what we felt was that from a management point of view, we could either um, help our fellas win the title or hinder them. And so we had a really good plan around everything we're doing and we made sure we had a lot of fun. Uh, we made sure we worked hard, but we shortened things down and we did a bit of sports psych and so on and so on. So we went, we were a day out from the Scarlet semi-final and we thought, you know, we, I asked the management, uh, would you have done anything different over the last two months? We all felt um, it had been good, the preparation had been great, the boys were in good spirits. Um, but you realistically you talk about momentum, we'd, um, we'd lost the way to Munster and then we uh, lost the way to Scarlets, we, we won at home to Connaught. We lost the way to Ulster and we lost the way to Edinburgh. Um, so we lost four of the previous five games. And uh, so maybe deep down, maybe we weren't in as good a place as we thought. And uh, we just had a really poor first 20 minutes, nowhere near the intensity we needed. And, and so maybe that's our issue as coaches and management. We, we talked a lot about the preparation. We talked about um, running towards the light. So enjoying the fact that we're where we want to be we're in a playoff game at home, so we shouldn't be nervous or scared of that, we should be excited. Um, but we fell off some really poor tackles in the first 10 minutes, gave up a couple of soft tries, and and we almost chased in the game from there. So, so um, look, it is what it is over here. It's, it's a really weird, isn't it? You, to have three weeks off in between games just seems ludicrous. Um, I, I don't even know why they have six games, six teams in the playoffs, just have four. So when you have a semi, you have a final, and there's no mucking around in between that. But um, anyway, it is what it is. Um, we'll, um, we've, we've looked really hard at what we did. Um, we'll alter the occasional thing. I know the players, um, they're, they're pretty wounded by how the season finished for us. So um, yeah, we're just gonna have to be better. We've identified things that we think are important. And, we're still doing lots of stuff in the community and uh, and so on, so to, to make sure that we understand who we are and who we represent. Um, and that's why it was great going up to Dundee and in Perth recently, and we spent a week over in Largs um, a few weeks before that, and so on. So uh, a good way to interact with people, and you know more genuine than just a handshake and an autograph. So. I'm not sure that's answered the question. I'm not sure if we know the answer. What we're going to do is we're going to work bloody hard. Uh, make sure we took all the boxes that we need to and make sure that we enjoy what we're doing. Thanks again for listening to Warriors Weekly. We'll be back at the same time next week when we'll be looking back at the Munster game. Ashy, are you, have you been told? Are you playing? Do you know yet? Uh, not yet. I think we'll find out tomorrow. Um, fingers crossed. Always a, a big game, so... I know. Hopefully, we can uh, yeah get out there and, and get a good result, and uh, we'll be looking back at this next week after a big win. Well, thanks again for tuning in. Thanks to Clyde One for inviting us down and making this sound as good as it does. You can find us everywhere. We're on Apple Podcasts, Acast. Please subscribe. Tweet us using the hashtag Warriors Weekly. Let us know what you want to hear, what you want us to talk about, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, give us some feedback as well if you think this is that good that we should come back here every week and film this and drag one of the players to interview them as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, let us know what you think. 